you know. <laughs> yeah, we back. We back in business. All right, let's go. <laughs> okay, welcome back to the podcast. My name is Neha. My co-host is Stephanie. Hello, hello. And we've got Paul on the show with us today. What's up, Paul? What's up? Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us. Love to have you on the podcast. No, please, like, stop your flaws, you know. Like, I know it's a special day, but... (laughs) Okay, so today we're going to be talking about conflict in relationships. Huge, huge topic, so we're going to... Spicy, spicy. Yeah, spicy topic, for sure. Uh, So we're going to get right into it. We got a lot to cover on this one. So we're going to be talking about the red flags to be aware of when it comes to conflict in your relationships. And then we're going to talk about the skills that are imperative for effective conflict resolution. But we wanted to start off by talking about the spectrum when it comes to conflict in relationships, because the way that we see it is kind of that there are two extreme sides of the spectrum where one Mm -hmm. extreme is where you're in a position where your lack of self-respect and lack of self-love leads you to tolerate mistreatment and disrespect. And you're not, you're not able to have those boundaries to protect yourself. You're not able to say, Hey, you know, like I don't deserve to be treated like this. I deserve, you know, I deserve to feel loved. I deserve to feel cared for. I deserve to be happy. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I'm not going to tolerate this disrespect because, you know, Mm -hmm. like I'm worth more than that. I love myself. The Mm -hmm. other extreme then is having no tolerance for conflict at all. And so we're kind of talking about how some people take the self-love movement a little too far and get to the point where they're like, you know what, like, I don't want to deal with anything. I don't want to deal with like any conflict whatsoever. But, Mm -hmm. you know, that's also a problematic approach because, you know, if you take that attitude, you're cutting yourself off from the possibilities of having meaningful relationships because something that we need to understand going into relationships is that conflict is inevitable everyone Mm -hmm. you meet will have their own version of crazy and you yourself need to be humble enough to acknowledge your own bullshit as well because no one is perfect everyone you meet will always have things about them that you don't like or that you want them to improve upon and you have to accept that. That's fine. That's reality, right? Um, mm-hmm. But you need to decide what kind of bullshit you're willing to put up with and work on with them and what you won't deal with. And so that's where your boundaries and your non-negotiables come in. And we, we will get into that. But basically, you know, we need to be able to, we need to be able to differentiate between conflict that is toxic and conflict that is inevitable and manageable. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's kind of what it comes down to, at least when I think about it, like conflict obviously has a very negative connotation attached to it, right? We don't think of anything good when we think of conflict, but it really never comes down to, and of course we're not talking about, you know, um, the, the sort of conflict where, you know, no one should be dealing with it. We're not talking about, um, you know, abuse and that kind of thing. Um, that's something we're not really going to touch on today because of course no one on this planet should be tolerating that, but we're talking more about, um, you know, like the, the kinds of conflict, which are still within, you know, the bounds of being, um, like acceptable, but of course, you know, those kinds of conflicts in themselves aren't necessarily toxic. It's really just about the way that we, that we deal with them. It's about the conflict resolution. And, you know, Neha, when you mentioned, you know, the self-love movement and how of course you know um it's been a little bit skewed in some contexts right like if you also get to a point where you're like oh I don't want to deal with anything that makes me like uncomfortable or um doesn't make me feel like you know 120% great kind of thing um it's not really self-love because you can't uh you can't necessarily avoid all situations that will make you uncomfortable or make you angry or make you this and that but the self-love comes in where it's like okay like I know where to draw a line and also you know the way that I deal with conflict is healthy and that's where the self-love comes in it's not about avoiding conflict entirely it's just about how you deal with the conflict mm-hmm. yeah yeah like i'll definitely second that because i think it's more so about how you just approach it like because mm-hmm. it's gonna happen so how do you best handle it you know mm-hmm. exactly yeah. exactly so for me there are there are certain red flags that indicate pretty clearly if the con if the conflict is likely to turn toxic like there are just certain things 
that you can look out for and like easily identify as like, you know, like, you know, like this is a red flag. So um, we're going to go over a few of those things. Um, this is not an exhaustive list by any means, but these are just like a few um, key things to look out for when it comes to conflict in your relationship. So the first one is projection. <laughs> projection is, um, it's kind of a, a, a complicated one. So I'm just gonna explain it by giving a, a definition. Um, this defi- I got this definition from goodtherapy.org just to like cover my ass in case I, like they come after me for stealing their definition. Nana's about to release a whole work cited, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> References. Um, so uh, goodtherapy.org d- defined projection as a, a psychological defense mechanism in which individuals attribute characteristics that they find unacceptable in themselves to another person. So in some cases, projection can result in false accusations. For example, someone with adulterous feelings or someone who has been adulterous in the past might accuse their partner of infidelity. That's just one example. That's an example Mm -hmm. that I've experienced firsthand. That's how I first came to like, you know, find out what projection is, is because I had a partner in the past who was projecting on me because they were falsely accusing me of being, um, falsely accusing me of cheating, but it's because they were cheating. (laughs) So, um, so in terms of projection, it's, you know, it's essentially, it's, it's making your own suppressed feelings into someone else's problem, whether mm-hmm. that be feelings of insecurity, anger, unacceptance, jealousy, whatever it is, it's like you're projecting those feelings um, and those insecurities onto your partner, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. making it their problem, right? Um, so it's basically, you know, it's a level of, it's uh, said to provide like a level of protection um, mm-hmm. against feelings that a person doesn't want to deal with themselves. Right. Yeah. And I think that one's it can be really sneaky, you know, because sure. often the person who's the the projector doing the projecting isn't even aware sometimes that that's no. what they're doing. And, no, they're definitely you know, not. Yeah, and yeah. like you know, and and if you're the other person in that equation as well, like sometimes it's really difficult to, um, especially you know, if like you don't know the person really well or something like that, it can be really difficult to sort of like acknowledge because you know it it can feel very real, you know, like the whole projecting, like you can really feel like you know being the partner in that situation, you can really take a step back and be like, okay, wait, is there like is this valid in some way, you know, like yeah. is this right? And I feel like it's a very sneaky um, thing because of the level of or the lack of awareness a lot of time that sort of that sort of comes with it but it's definitely something that you know it's it's um because it's so sneaky as well you know it can it can potentially become um a pretty big issue and of course you know it's it's one of those things where once it does come to light you know it's definitely something you can you can work through but there has to be a willingness on the side of the uh the projector to kind of you know Mm -hmm. uh to, to acknowledge right like what what is actually going on here right yeah 100 percent. like i feel like it's it's like so essential to really like address it honestly like as the like you said like the projector because man like projection can make or break relationships yeah mm-hmm. i'm saying this like at least as a guy like in the past like i like some of the partners um i had i found where like when during certain situations i'd find them projecting certain either insecurities or Mm -hmm. other issues that they may have been dealing with Mm -hmm. but they project that onto you Mm -hmm. you know and like bro like like you're peaceful you know what I'm saying like you're not doing anything but somehow a problem has just started or an argument has started from nowhere and you have no idea and I'm like yo this is not really this is not really me or it's not really about me you Mm -hmm. know like and it's important to address it in situations like that, especially because if it just goes on and it potentially breaks relationships because it's like how everybody has a breaking point, you know? Mm-hmm. And as a dude, if you keep like making your own insecurities, like my problem and vilifying me for it, it's unfair, you know? Like I know like early on, at least like sometimes like I'll just, 
you know, you'll kind of like roll with the punches. I'll just take it in the sense like, okay, fine. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll just apologize even though I know I've done nothing mm-hmm. wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, you give it kind of like benefit of the doubt. But if it's mm-hmm. like a reoccurring um, like issue, then you definitely need to address it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you need to yeah. be able to recognize it in yourself as well too like mm-hmm. I yeah, know 100 yeah I've definitely like projected my insecurities on to like my partner in the past for sure like in like you know je- uh, jealousy situations where like you know like I was projecting my insecurities onto them you know what I mean and it was just my own mm-hmm. insecurities you know what I mean like mm-hmm. there's no there was no reason for me to feel jealous whatsoever it was just like I was just feeling insecure and so like that's a me issue and that's something you need to be able to reflect on um and be able to recognize in yourself but yeah like that like Steph said it's it's tr- it's a tricky it's a tricky thing to identify mm-hmm. um so for me um in terms of projection I would say the red flag to look out for is false accusations if, right you know if the other yeah. person is like persistently falsely falsely accusing you of something um that's when you know like I would take that as a red flag and you know it's not necessarily that you need to like leave like there's like Mm -hmm. there's still like an opportunity for resolution but if resolution is going to happen the projector needs to be able to recognize that they're projecting yeah and I think that's where your like that's where your boundaries come in where it's like you know if if you are with somebody who is um insecure again it doesn't and it's it's I think another reason why it's so hard to differentiate is because like let's you know let's use the example of insecurity it can be you know a projection kind of thing but it can also just be that like you know they're they're insecure they're not necessarily um doing something you know how you said about the um uh about the cheating thing or whatever you know what I mean it's like Mm -hmm. it could also just be that they're they're not necessarily doing that but it could just be Mm -hmm. that they're insecure for whatever reason and I think that's where your boundaries come in where you're like okay is this something that I you know want to kind of help this partner get through or not and I mean that's Mm -hmm. definitely a choice that you know you can make um but there's there's limits too like I think at the end of the day you know like um if it's a if it's an internal problem with you know or something that like I don't want to say problem but I guess you know something that that person has to deal with um at the end of the day it's on them right no matter what you do and no matter how hard you try and sometimes Mm -hmm. you know sometimes even when you like do the extra reassuring and all that kind of stuff like Mm -hmm. that actually makes it like a lot worse so Exactly. that's kind of on you to decide right but definitely mm-hmm. um it's just that recognition from from both sides like okay is this really like something that's real or you know is, is something else going on here so it's definitely mm-hmm. definitely a tricky one but I think it mm-hmm. happens because like you said it is a protection um mechanism mechanism Defense and of course we are self-serving beings at the end of the day so you mm-hmm. know when it comes to protection yeah. mechanisms like a lot of the time um they're very, very common, right? Because it's just mm-hmm. how we how we try to sustain ourselves, right? So it's definitely, definitely a tricky one, but something to look yeah. out for, I'd say. <laughs> and I feel like on the other end, it's just very important to also just be vocal and call your yeah. partner out on that if you see it happening. Because yeah. if you just keep yeah. quiet, then it'll just keep on going. And the thing is, it's it's natural to be insecure sometimes. Like all of us, we're all human at the end of the day, you know, like we, we are going to be insecure at some point in time. um but when you find yourself projecting just just have that conversation you know like Mm -hmm. especially like you said it's so hard for the actual projector and it has to really like know that they're really doing what they're doing Mm -hmm. so it's also like the partner's responsibility to just be vocal Mm -hmm. about about how they feel about it you know yeah Yeah. definitely something to address early on um Mm -hmm. I mean like like anything else but um Mm -hmm you know, it's not something that you want to, that you want it to let it go on for. You definitely want to like have a conversation with your partner about it. Um, mm-hmm. And then you can go from there and decide, you know, how do you want to proceed with your partner? Do you feel like it's something that you can work on? Do you feel like, you know, you can move forward or do you feel like this is kind of going to be, you know, a big issue um, yeah. and that like maybe your partner has a lot of um, inner work that they need to do. Mm-hmm. Um so you're going to have to kind of make that call and do that assessment. But yeah, um, but yeah so that's, that's projection. Um, look out for false accusations. The next one is jealousy. And this one is, you know, it's quite related to projection just because they, yeah. they, they overlap a lot. But um, jealousy is, and this is something that we talked about previously, but, you know, we, we asked the question, is there a healthy level of je- jealousy? Mm-hmm. Um, and we came to the conclusion that, you know, there really isn't. 
if jealousy is an issue, like a big issue of conflict in your relationship, that means, you know, you don't have that foundation of trust. Mm -hmm. And you, you know, like that to me is, is a big red flag. Because it depends, like if it's not like, I don't know, like, let's say, if it's handled right, like early on, like, let's say if it's just like, some, at least I hear this from some of my friends, like where, you know, sometimes they would want, you know, like their partner to be like a little jealous for something. I don't know exactly like, like the real reasons behind it, but I guess it's just to show that the guy kind of cares, you know? Right. They want their partner to be jealous? Like they try to do stuff to at least like, you know, inside something. It's weird, man. I'm just saying what I've heard, like, you know? Bro, that doesn't make any sense. No, but I've heard that too, where like people will be like, you know, I think it's cute when my partner's jealous because yeah. whatever, whatever. But like, that's some me, dumb shit. It is. But some that's dumb the thing. Shit. Like, to me, jealousy and like caring for someone are two completely different things. But I think that they yeah. get conflated a lot because yeah. it's like, you know, it's like if you're like, I think that pe- there's this sort of like, um, I think that, you know, there's this general vibe that like if your partner's jealous, it means they care about you. But like, jealousy is a self serving uh i guess emotion it has nothing to do with the other person it's a very like protectionist kind of thing that's meant for you as the individual so to me Mm -hmm. like being jealous and caring for somebody are two completely different things and i think you know that's the same with like being protective versus Mm -hmm. being jealous or caring for someone versus being protective like these are things that all get conflated right but jealousy in itself is a very detrimental thing you know and no Mm -hmm. relationship is going to benefit from any amount of jealousy right like Mm -hmm. if you care about your partner partner um you know there's no reason why you should want to feel like oh i want them i want to make them jealous or something like that right like at the end of the day that shows that sort of like insecurity you know and Mm -hmm. and i think it's, it's one of those things like you know with with trust um I don't I'm sure you guys heard like a lot of times like oh trust is something that's gained you know and I think for some people they may be you know jealousy might be more prominent in the beginning until they get to know the person better and they're like okay I can trust this person right but at the same time like sometimes it gets it gets worse like depending on you know depending on the situation I think with jealousy like once you get into that cycle with your partner where you're constantly having to like reassure each other um you know that like there's no reason to be jealous or this or this or that like that really becomes a cyclical kind of thing and it's really really hard to get out of right so I feel like mm-hmm. you know for any relationship no matter no matter how new right of course like you can't you don't know the person very well so you're not going to go in there right like oh I trust you 100% right but at the same time I, I do feel that there has to be like a baseline sort of trust um, until the person shows you that you can't trust them right then that's a yeah. whole different thing right but if you go thing, yeah. yeah like if you go if you go in just like oh like I, I'm not trusting this person at all like they need to prove this 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 but they haven't done anything to lose your trust yet mm-hmm. um you know I, th- I think it just it's it, it sets off sort of just like an unhealthy vibe for the relationship right like i don't know it's it's a very it's, it's a hard cycle to get out of right mm-hmm. yeah yeah you definitely need to start off the relationship with trust like and that's going to take a leap of faith you know what i mean like yeah like you may not like feel comfortable trusting this person that you don't know very well but at this at the end of the day like if you don't make that decision and that's the other thing too eh? like trust is a decision that yeah yeah it's it's a big one too man yeah it's like you can't be like i can't trust you i can't like not trust is a decision bro like yeah and like if you're gonna decide to you want to try and be with someone you want to try and make Mm -hmm. something work with someone Mm -hmm. then you need to make that decision and if you're not going to trust them don't try and be with them, bro. Like, it doesn't yeah. make any sense. Like, yeah. it's just, like, make that decision to either trust them or to not engage. Yeah. Right. Because you can't get into a relationship, like, with reserves, you know? Like, you yeah. you can't, um, like, have one foot, you know, like, in the door and you're halfway out type. Like, you mm-hmm. have to either be all in or not, mm-hmm. you know? Like, because trust is, it's a big thing. It's what actually, it, it's the fundamental, like, base of a relationship you know like without that there's nothing yeah exactly so to me yeah that's why like I would definitely put this one down as a red flag because well I think you know it's it's like important to to kind of figure out like okay you know if you're if you're jealous like is there is it is it and I like it's always rooted in insecurity right but is it because 
is it because you know you you're insecure yourself or is it because your partner is doing stuff which is making you feel insecure and I think that's a really important thing to distinguish as well because mm-hmm. if you get that sort of feeling from your partner too um you have to figure out you know okay is it well-founded or not and if it is well-founded that's definitely something to think about right like okay mm-hmm. do you want to be you know do you, is that something you want to deal with because at the end of the day right like of course like in every relationship um the level of vulnerability you know if you're in a if you're in a in a um, like in a, in a committed, you know, relationship is, is pretty big. Right. So there's always that potential where you're like, okay, like I don't want to get hurt and I don't want to, you know, but I want to be in this relationship. So finding that balance. Right. But also, um, I guess just, you know, just, just realizing that there's, and I think there's, there's ways to differentiate, you know, like what is jealousy and what's caring. Like I know, um, like an example that I can think of is, you know, if, if you go out with your friends, for example, and your partner is like, text me when you get home, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, that's one of those things where it's like, I like to think that that's sort of like, okay, I just want to know that you're home safe. Like everything is good, whatever. Right. But you know, if it's the kind of thing where it's like, Oh, text me throughout the night, show me where you're at. Like, you know, who did you go? Like who drove you home? Who did this? Who, you know, I think that's, that's a huge difference because at the end of the day you can play it off and kind of be like, Oh, I just like care about you. I want to make sure that you're good. Right. But yeah. at the same time, you know, that could be like a sneaky jealousy kind of thing as yeah. well. So, no, yeah. Cause that's like, that's very borderline. Like just, releasing yeah. someone like yeah you know yeah that oh man i just have to be having flashbacks <laughs> like <laughs> yeah like when someone <laughs> when someone you know is like interrogating you about their night about your night your night out you know but yeah. but they're making it seem like it's just because they like care and because they Cause they want to know how your night went and they're like, Oh, I just want to know how your night was and whatever. Mm-hmm. But they're like dead ass interrogating you about everything. And they're just trying to like figure out like what you're doing, who you're with, like, yeah. how did you get home? Like, you know, it's like, it's not because they like care about you getting home safe. They know you're home safe, but like yeah. they're trying to figure out like, are you, are you like screwing me over? Like, yeah. Cause there's, there's like very two, there's two different ways to really like ask that question. Like you can, generally just ask like oh like how was your night like did you like did Uh you have fun and shit like Uh you know you're just pretty much just trying to figure out if you actually like had a good time and it's just genuinely asking how the night was and then there's yeah like interrogating now that's like a whole different thing like yeah trying to figure out exactly what happened because I 100% guarantee like they would react a certain type of way if you if you did the same thing right you know like most of the guys who do like police their partners or whatever like they don't react well when the same shit is done to them right right yeah Mm -hmm. yeah definitely being able to differentiate though between caring like when someone cares about you and when you know when they're jealous and you Mm -hmm. know it's a it's a self-preserving um bias so yeah yeah um yeah definitely super important but yeah jealousy red flag and conflict for sure like for me personally like if I see jealousy I walk (laughs) it's a zero tolerance thing for me that's like Mm -hmm. a a firm boundary for me I don't want to deal with trust issues so so yeah there's jealousy next one is (laughs) the blame game and I feel Mm -hmm. like this is the biggest one like this one takes the cake because like I feel like so many couples get caught into the blame game. Like, mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. just so, it's just so common. Um, but what I mean by the blame game is when, you know, partners are unable to let go of their need to be right. And, mm. you know, they become blind to their, to their own faults and weaknesses. And they just like refuse to take responsibility or accountability for their own shit, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like, um, to me, like something that comes to mind when I think of this is I think of Esther Perel and I think of um, how she says, uh, do you want to be married or do you want to be right? Right. Oh, that's deep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, to me, that speaks lengths, right? Because it does. like, you know, people have this obsession with being right. And it's just like, honestly, sometimes in relationships, you have to have that like emotional maturity to let that shit go. Of yeah. course. Like, focus on the shit that really matters, man. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. certain arguments or certain standpoints that you really don't need to live and die by. Like, just, mm-hmm. just let that shit go. Like, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. 
Yeah. And it's an ego thing, you know, I think it runs pretty deep, right? Because it's like, you know, obviously, like our egos are so complicated, right? Just like being human beings. It's just mm-hmm. that's like a whole nother world, right? But it's like, mm-hmm. in relationships, it's like satisfying your ego, but also, you know, being open and vulnerable with your partner. I think that's a really hard balance for many people to sort of to, to come by, right? So it's yeah. like, you, you know, and I think some of it also comes from like, like the like a hostility kind of if like if you are wrong (laughs) so like you know if a partner is scared to say that they're wrong it might be because you know the other partner is like you know going to be hostile about it or something like that so then they're like oh I'm never going to admit that I'm wrong but like most of the time that doesn't happen I feel like you know at least from the experiences that I've been exposed to like if you come out and you kind of say like hey you know I was wrong about this like your partner's not going to be like yeah I told you so and like blah Mm -hmm. blah blah yeah that Mm -hmm. definitely does happen sometimes for sure you know but like most of the time if you if you sort of establish that open communication like your partner is going to value if you can if you can step back and say like hey I was wrong about this or you know exactly. I take responsibility for this like that is such a powerful um sentence you know like okay I, I'm taking full responsibility for this like this is on me whatever you know yeah. like that's I feel like that's such like a powerful thing to say and yet I feel like we you know generally don't say it enough right but it yeah. just makes all the difference because you're owning up to it and you're being like okay I acknowledge that this was on me how can I fix yeah. this or whatever you know and yeah, it's yeah. like exactly yeah because it takes it takes it takes a strong person uh, you know um just be honest about your own mistakes and like where you fucked up yeah. you know like um you have to be you just have to be mindful you know yeah. like and it and it doesn't have to be like as as daunting as people like think like at the end Mm -hmm. of the day this is your partner right like you guys care about each other like why should it be an issue for you to just be like yo you know what I did this that's my fault that's my bad you know like I'll I'll be better like moving forward and I apologize for it or whatever you know like it's very easy to sort out as opposed to trying so hard to be right you know like Mm -hmm. I was I was on Twitter the other day like I saw um this whole thread that was kind of like talking about the same thing and this dude uh, so this dude was like um me after I win uh an argument with my girl with my girlfriend right and then it shows like five minutes later and this dude is like sleeping outside so it's like dude (laughs) you won but you know you won you won the battle but you lost the war man like you know is that is that is that really worth it yeah And I mean, even that mentality of like, you know, when it's like, oh, I was right and like I won, it makes no sense to me in the context of relationships because it's like, you know, ideally with your partner, you want to be teammates, you want to be, you know, you want to be a team, right? So it's like, who are you really winning against here? Who are you playing against? That's what makes no sense to me. Why are you against somebody? If you're against your partner, you know, and if and if that's sort of the the kind of standpoint they're coming from, you know, maybe it's it's something to look at, like, okay, why do I not feel like I'm in a partnership with this person? you know why do I feel like I, I have to I have to like supersede them or something like that you know mm-hmm. yeah and what do you really like win like what's right. like, what's what's like what's the merit you know all, yeah what are you getting out of it yeah all that does is just cause friction though you know like, that's, I think it it's just like your fulfillment for your ego that's all that it is but I mean again like I think that's something that like you know that that's a that's an internal kind of thing that's something where you got to step back yeah. and be like okay why am I so yeah. hung up on like being right you know why yeah. do I need to like <laughs> why do I need to stroke my ego like this yeah. you know like yeah mm-hmm. exactly like one thing I will say at least like from 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 a guy's perspective is like mm-hmm. one thing i find a lot or at least that's happened in a lot of like my friends relationships and, and my own man is girls struggle sometimes to you know be accountable man like accountability is it's it, it can be up and down and mm-hmm. vice versa like guys have more often than not have big egos and that's where right. you know that's where this this whole conflict really like um it like it, it like comes from because like on the one end like uh you have someone who's you know his, his ego is inflated and on the other side you have someone who's not willing to admit they're wrong like mm-hmm, right. bro like i've had friends who would die before they say like like girls who say <laughs> before they say they're wrong like yeah. you know like it's not the end of the world to just yeah. be honest and be like yo you know what my butt like my fault like i you know, I did wrong and it's, you know, it's on me. At least that's yeah. how, how I see it. 
Yeah. At the end of the day, it's just about being a responsible human, bro. Like, yeah. just, you know what I mean? It's like, we all make mistakes. It's inevitable. Like, you're, yeah. going, to, you're going to mess up in your relationships. You're, you are yeah. going to mess up. So, like, you have to be able to own up to it when you do. Yeah. You know? I, like, out of respect for your partner. Like, even, you know, it's yeah. just like, like, it's just, it's just a really, really, really uh, necessary uh, part of being in a relationship and so to me you know the blame game is a huge red flag if you know if one or both parties can't take accountability for themselves because you will not get anywhere in your relationship like even if just one person can't take accountability you can't get anywhere so right um you know if like if you find that like your partner or or yourself is constantly you know like constantly putting the blame on the other person and refusing to take responsibility for their actions, for the way they made their partner feel, for, you know, whatever, that is a huge, huge red flag. You're not going to be able to work through any maturity. Like, I never see someone as weak for being able to, like, you know, own up to their shit and, um, you know, admit their faults because, like, that takes vulnerability and vulnerability takes strength. Yeah, so, 100%. you know, it's very much the vice versa where, um, where, you know, if you're unable to take responsibility, um, you know, that's just, that's just sweet shit. Like, it is like, and, and you're not going to get anywhere with that. Like no. a relationship is not going to be able to like work unless, you, you know, it takes two. Yeah. You, know, you can't be one person being willing to be vulnerable and like, mm-hmm willing to admit they're wrong in certain situations and the other person is just not like at all mm-hmm. yeah so that's that <laughs> uh <laughs> the next one we will go into is gaslighting so if you haven't if you don't know what gaslighting is um gaslighting is basically when someone uses language to you know, like verbally manipulate someone else into questioning their own reality. Um, So for example, you know, if you're talking to your partner about something that they said, and you're like, hey, I didn't like it when you said this. And your partner says, I never said that. And they're like, no, like, no, you did. You did. You said that. And your (laughs) partner's like, no, you're tripping. Like, I never said that. Like, you're literally crazy. Yeah. Um, the gaslighting is, you know, when someone is malip- manipulating you into thinking that you are crazy. And right. this has definitely happened to me for sure. Um, this episode is really <laughs> hitting home. <laughs> yeah, seriously, like, what what topic on this list have I not dealt with? Nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but it is the way it is. Um, but <laughs> yeah, no. So gaslighting is a big one for sure. Um, and it's, uh, it's, it's similar to projection in the, in the way that it's hard to identify sometimes. Right. Um, honestly, like if I hadn't like, cause at the time when it was happening to me, I didn't know what gaslighting was. So mm-hmm. because I didn't know what it was, I like, I didn't know what it was happening. I didn't know it was like a thing. Um, so I think it's, I think it's important for people to know what gaslighting is to be aware of it yeah. so that, so that they can identify when it's happening to them. Um, right. and I've heard like someone said this, I don't know who said this, but, um, a good way to like a good indicator uh, that you're being gaslighted is if you feel the need to tape record your conversations with someone. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, dead ass, dead ass. It's a thing. It's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, if you feel the need to like tape record your conversations and have it on record, like right. to be able to like, like evidence. go back. Yeah, evidence to be able to yeah. go back and point to the proof and say, hey, you dead ass said this. Like I'll right. it back for you because I have the proof um that is obviously a big indicator that you know um there's gaslighting going on there or um or just like if you find yourself frequently questioning yourself like I got to a point in my last relationship where I didn't even know like (laughs) what was real right what was it yeah Yeah. like I got to a point where I just questioned myself so much like I had no trust in myself at that point like my trust in myself was so broken down because like my my reality had been questioned so much um you know there's a lot of um yeah and it was it wasn't intentional manipulation like 
you know, like 90% of the time I'd say like, or maybe even a hundred percent of the time, like they're not doing this on purpose. Like they're not trying to manipulate you like on, in a conscious, on a conscious level, but that's inevitably be what they end up doing to, to, to protect themselves. So, um, so yeah, that's definitely a big one. It kind of goes into um, the last one of not being able to take accountability because like, you know, if you're literally denying that something happened, um, yeah, then you're, you're not able clearly, and sometimes clearly it's not, you're not able to take accountability. Yeah. And sometimes it's not even like just straight up like denying. Cause me for the longest time, like I didn't even know what gaslighting was until like I, I saw like, you know what what it meant i was like uh-huh. oh shit i swear I, i've done this before like you know like i'll be honest like i'm like oh shit yeah. so this is this is what it is like in certain, right. in certain certain spaces where it's like your partner brings up like a valid like a valid issue right but mm-hmm. you were just like not willing to admit that and you kind of just make her seem like she's crazy like yeah listen. that's exactly mm-hmm. what it is yeah and like you're tripping like this is this is what happened like yeah man you be honest like i've every guy's done that before you know but once you you have to be honest man like you you learn and you admit to it you know like mm-hmm. you want, but definitely like yeah it's it's it it, it, it comes down to like accountability for yeah. A fact. yeah and like mm-hmm. I, I have like mad respect for you for like being able to like um like being able to like see that you know mm-hmm. like that you did this you know because like that shows that you have that level of self-awareness that mm-hmm. you know we're talking about that is so integral to um to conflict resolution right being able to like recognize when you fuck up um, like we said so yeah gaslighting is definitely a tricky one and you know Mm -hmm. it's it's funny because like like yeah like i didn't know what gaslighting was until like last year and um you know it's just like not really a term that you hear i feel like you kind of hear it more often now but yeah um but like the first thing that came to my mind when i heard the tape recorder thing is that like like whenever like my parents are fighting not when not every time but like like I've the amount of times I've heard my mom say I wish I had a tape recorder to play Mm -hmm. back to you what you said like that just kind of like made things click for me and Mm -hmm. I was like okay like this is gaslighting you know what I mean um where it's just like you really feel the need to like to you know prove yourself um but yeah, then like like you like you said, Paul, it can also happen in like the way that where like someone's just bringing up a valid point, you know, yeah. like it's not necessarily like arguing about whether something happened or not. It's just like they're saying like, hey, like I feel a certain way about this. Exactly. And like, and then like if you denying that feeling or saying like you shouldn't feel like that or like 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 you have no reason to feel like that, but that's also gaslighting. Yeah, yeah, that's the, no, that's prime time gaslighting, like one on one, because it's like you make a person feel like their feelings just aren't valid or that issue is not really an issue yet it is yeah you know right yeah yeah like if you want to see like prime time examples of gaslighting just watch like um the husbands in horror movies bro like those guys prime time do that shit wait what (laughs) like listen listen i'll give you an example right so like those guys like they'll be trust 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 trust. listen i'm gonna tie it down right okay 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 so like you know like in, in a bunch of horror movies like whenever you see like the the couples or like the main family like it, that it's about like the woman will literally like see like chairs shit float floating in the room and shit and be like yo like look at this shit like you, you're gonna tell me this is this is normal and the husband will be like listen honey like I feel like you're overreacting like yeah that's actually a good you, example you, <laughs> How are, you, you, are, you, you are overthinking this and we are fine you know and then yeah shit pops off like 20 minutes later it's it's that it's just like making someone feel like they're crazy when they're not it's like you said right like in your in your past relationship like at a point like you were it's like you didn't know what was real and like what was it right and that's what that really is you know yeah i really like that analogy i do too like that was that was right on (laughs) yeah but i think you know neha and i uh like we talked about this earlier and it's sort of like you know it's um it's a little bit, it can be a little bit complicated too, because it's like, we were talking about, you know, just like that. I know this is a little bit like off topic, but I think it ties in, you know, when we talk about like validating your partner's feelings, for example. So you might not always be able to 
you know, recognize or like empathize or not empathize, but you might not, you know, be able to acknowledge exactly what your partner's feeling and why they're feeling it. Mm -hmm. Um, but at the same time, you know, it's really important to be able to validate that feeling nonetheless, and not to the extent, like I gave the example, uh, to Neha, like recently, um, you know, like for example, if, um, somebody like a partner leaves a sock out, you know, and then the other partner comes in and they're like, Oh my God, why did you leave this sock out? Like, you're not respecting me. You're not respecting my time and whatever right and like yeah it's not about the sock right it's about the fact that you know the other person doesn't want to have to pick up after you because they don't have time but really it might come down to just like stress for example right and i think yeah. in that kind of situation it's not about va- it's not about validating the reaction so it's not about saying like oh you know you're totally like it's totally fine to like yell at me about a sock right like it's not mm. it's not about validating that it's about recognizing like okay there's probably something behind that reaction so yeah. maybe they're stressed out about like x y or z and so i think you know like um from the partner's perspective then like your job and your responsibility is to kind of say like hey okay you know what what drove that reaction right so it's yeah. like i think in terms of you know in terms of gaslighting as well right it's it's like sometimes I think, you know, not being able to like empathize with somebody might come off as gaslighting, but really it's just like, it's about, you know, not being able to validate the reaction, which I think is very different than like being able to validate the cause kind of thing. And I think as, you know, being in a partnership, um, you know, a relationship or whatever, um, it's really important to be able to, to validate the cause and not always necessarily the reaction. Right. I don't know. I feel like I just went off on a tangent. No, no, no. Like I, like I, I stand behind that like a hundred percent because like, and you, you find this happen like very, very like often in relationships where like your partner will bring up something, like you said, and it, it's stemming from something else entirely. And you, right. you know, as a person, like I have to be honest and be like, okay, listen, like I can tell like something is, is bothering mm-hmm. you. I don't know what that is, but let's like talk about it. Like, you know, right. I can see that it's really like making you feel a certain type of way. Like, I don't want to make you feel like, where you feel you know isn't isn't right or isn't isn't valid because like you said like it's usually it's the cause you know like it's right it's something else usually like entirely yeah yeah okay so the next red flag in conflict is just blatant disrespect or name calling I feel like this one doesn't really need much explanation because it's very Mm -hmm. straightforward but to me, that is a huge red flag. If someone is disrespecting me um, when it comes to like an argument or conflict, if they're like calling me names um, or like insulting me in any way, um, that's a firm boundary for me. I don't deal with that. Yeah. Uh, because it's just, they, they just don't respect you. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. um, and that's the kind of thing too, like I just, it's not productive. Like when you think of conflict yeah. resolution, if there is an issue that you're trying to get through, then you want to, it's like conflict resolution is quite an intentional thing. You know, and when you're, when you're in a conflict, it's not a place where you're just going to get like all your frustrations out and you're going to be reactive, like Mm -hmm. skillful conflict resolution is actually really like intentional thing Mm -hmm. where it's, it's responsive and it's not reactive. Right. So obviously like disrespecting somebody, name calling, that kind of thing. None of that is productive. None of that is going to help you, um, you know, end the conflict or come to some some sort of resolution. So there's literally no place for it. And there's no point, right? Like it just, Mm -hmm. it doesn't do anything. It just, it just, it's just, it's just mean. Like, yeah, you're just trying to, you're just, you're trying, it's, it it becomes to a point where you're intentionally now trying to hurt your partner. That's not a, it's it's not acceptable. Like, even if, you're you're having a fight you know like even if i'm having a fight with my partner like i you know you just there's no grounds where you're allowed to just be disrespectful like you still have to be you still have to be mindful like you can't start calling this person names and stuff or just like you know like shouting and stuff because at the end of the day like you can have a fight yes but you still feel a certain way about this person you have to be mindful and respectful of that Mm -hmm. yeah and no matter how long you're with the person too because I feel like you know in the beginning like a lot of time people are showing off their best selves and you know like keeping that kind of stuff locked but you know like later on in life it doesn't matter if you're with the person for one day or a hundred years or whatever it really doesn't matter that that respect needs to stay constant right like that's Mm -hmm. one of those things that should not be wavering and um you know it's something that's 
maybe it's like a good reminder for, you know, especially relationships that might be, um, that might be going on for some time, like for long-term relationships, right? Like, it's just a reminder that no matter how long your relationship is going on for, like that respect needs to stay no matter what, right? Yeah. Like that's mm-hmm. just a constant. Yeah, 100%, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's never, it's never acceptable. No longer, no, there's no matter like how long you've been together. And I know like <laughs> some people have like different, um, different levels of tolerance when it comes to this um mm-hmm. but like I don't know at least for me like this is a zero tolerance thing um mm-hmm. because like yeah like I just I just won't I just yeah. I'll, I'll literally just shut down so yeah. um so yeah like definitely just not productive it's just like mm-hmm. verbal warfare what are you fighting what are you fighting your partner for if to me it's like if you're angry and you're upset okay go work out go for a run get a yeah party. yeah like it's yeah. like you know sometimes you do need to get rid of that negative energy out of your body and that's fine like but in a healthy I mean? way right in a healthy way like don't yeah. don't do it by like disrespecting your partner do it by like whatever physical exercise like journaling whatever the hell you need to mm-hmm. do mm-hmm. to get that out without so the last red flag we're going to talk about is manipulative ultimatums or threats so mm-hmm. like you know like threatening to like leave your partner if they don't do like x y and z kind of thing uh to me like ultimatums are um i mean ultimatums like, are a hard one man yeah like it kind of depends like that shit rubs me the wrong way so like thing is like for me i've always had like a strong stance like on that like i just can't i can't do ultimatums like mm-hmm. by the time you start bringing that up man you really made the decision for me like you know mm-hmm. yeah yeah mm-hmm. I think, yeah, ultimatums are a little bit tricky because I think that, again, it's one of those things that gets conflated. And I think it gets conflated with um, compromise because it's like, Mm. you know, like I'm going to do this, you're going to do that or like blah, 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 you know. But again, it's like a very different kind of thing. And like in in an ultimatum, it's like one one partner is giving up like everything or completely having to change and the other partner is not doing anything kind of thing. They're just the one who are, they're the ones who are saying like, this is what's going to change and I'm not going to do anything. Whereas in a compromise, it is, it's a two person tango, right. And each of Mm -hmm. you is going to be giving and taking something. So it's really different, but you know, like, I think, yeah, kind of like what Paul said, if you get to a point where you're throwing ultimatums out there, um, you know, either there's been, like an, a conflict which hasn't been resolved or there's something you know that's like really seriously bothering you in the relationship and then instead of giving the ultimatum right because an ultimatum isn't really it's not really a choice it's kind of like either you do this or i'm gonna leave right that, so yeah. it's like once you get to that point then it's like you know i think it's something to consider about the relationship like is it worth salvaging or is there something to be salvaged at all right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like if you're giving someone an ultimatum you're you're saying hey i'm not willing to like put any more work into this I'm not willing to like make any concessions I'm not willing to like work with you so Mm -hmm. like it's all on you to fix this relationship essentially is what like you know like that's what you're saying when you're threatening to leave so Mm -hmm. um so yeah you definitely it doesn't show cooperation um or like you know like a collaborative nature and um that's that's a huge problem so yeah Now we're going to move on to um, the skills that are essential for healthy and effective conflict resolution. And we have touched upon some of these um, already, but we'll go into them because they're, you know, they're equally as important. Like, um, you know, you need to be able to identify the red flags, but you also need to know what skills are, you know, necessary for being able to to work through conflict effectively. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first one I have here is active listening and I feel mm-hmm. like this one is like very easily overlooked yes um, but it's so important mm-hmm. <laughs> you know if you're not listening if you're not really listening to your partner or to whoever the other person is like that in itself is like a huge root of the problem already because like you you won't get anywhere if you can't hear your partner if you're like if they're trying to explain to you how they feel and you're interjecting and you're cutting them off and you're saying no like you shouldn't feel like that or like 
you know, whatever mm-hmm. it is, or like, no, this didn't happen like that. Or like, you know, or you're yeah. getting all, you're getting things all conflated in your head and like, they're talking and you're not really listening, you know, yeah. you're just kind of just getting all worked up in your head and you're like prepping your like retort argument as they're talking <laughs> instead of just listening, you know, instead of just yeah. like, you know, staying, staying calm and just listening to what they have to say, even if, you know, listening doesn't mean agreeing, right? Like yeah. listening mm-hmm. doesn't mean like, listening doesn't mean they're the other person is right you're just giving your partner that that respect you know because like if you care about someone you're going to you're going to listen to them you're going to listen to what they have to say Um, I think it's it's difficult with conflict because like think about what happens when you're in a conflict right it's like you're so heated like you're just like you said kind of just like they're coming up with your argument that kind of thing but I think a really effective method um, that I know of when it comes to active listening is like active recalls so if your partner says to you like oh I'm really angry and frustrated that you whatever didn't do the dishes for example you can say to your partner okay what I'm hearing is that you're telling me that you're frustrated because I didn't do the dishes and the reason that that is effective is because a lot of the time when we're in a conflict we will misconstrue things that mm-hmm. other people will say to us so they'll say one thing but we'll hear something completely different because we're not actively engaged so mm-hmm. in order to make yourself really actively engaged you can do that active recall and it's actually really it seems kind of like silly because you're like okay yeah that's obviously what I said right but mm-hmm. it's you know in in uh in times of conflict or in situations of conflict it's actually a really effective method to make sure that like you know exactly what your partner said and you know there's no there's no like uh misconstruction of of what is you know of of what the partner is feeling or saying or that kind of thing you know like it's a very simple yet effective method I would say (laughs) yeah like it does two things right one it shows you it shows your partner that you're listening Mm -hmm. and two it gives your partner a chance to um to correct themselves or to like you know yeah like to reflect on what they said and to maybe expand on it or to help you understand it better. Um, You know, if like, if you're saying, okay, this is what I'm hearing. Mm -hmm. And, and then, you know, like by repeating it back to your partner, your partner gets a chance to like really hear what they're saying and, and Mm -hmm. think like, okay, no, that's not what I meant. I actually meant this. Yes. Yeah. 100%. Because I think sometimes also, you know, if we're heated or something like that, we'll say something and we won't really hear ourselves saying it. And then when somebody says it back to you, you're like, oh, no, that's like, definitely not what I meant. Or like, you know, even if even if you did say clearly, you know, like your partner could be taking it the wrong way, right. Mm -hmm. And then that just causes like, even more conflict. So it's like, you know, really getting that communication to be super, super clear. But in order to get there, obviously, you know, you have to be in a state where you're where you're willing to work with your partner. And I think that that really because it is like it is you know it is something again like it's a process it's something that you have to work through so I think you know getting to that point where both of you are like okay let's work on this issue together with each other and not against each other you know yeah yeah because it takes yeah like you said it takes it takes active work like you have to relationships are work like you know you have to good relationships don't just happen like yeah you have to you have to pay your dues you have to work at it mm-hmm, build yeah. on it like any other thing in, in in life and that's the only way it functions is because it's two of you you know like yeah. you have to actively like work through certain issues um to truly to truly be able to to just know where each each person stands you know because yeah. you're not gonna know how your partner feels if you don't if you don't listen you know yeah. exactly so Active listening, super important, obviously. Next one, again, obvious, but worth mentioning is compassion. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this is another one that's very easily overlooked. But having compassion really just means, you know, being able to put yourself in your partner's shoes and understanding Mm -hmm. that like their reality is different from your reality. Like that's also compassion. You know, Mm -hmm. like having that bigger picture perspective that like, you know, you're not always going to see things the same way that they do, but that Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that like, you know, they're, they're necessarily out of line for feeling the way that they do, you know, like everyone has different traumas and like, they grew up in different environments there. We we're all triggered by different things. And like, you know, like we're all different. We react, we react to things in different ways. We have different insecurities. And so having that compassion to be willing to work 
with your partner on their their baggage and their insecurities right because like and because like it has to go both ways too because you have your own baggage you have your own insecurities you have your own issues and so you know like you want your partner to have the same compassion towards you right to that like responding rather than reacting and sort of really looking at the cause right because Mm -hmm. like you know and it can just be about like the smallest things you know like I don't know like the laundry or the dishes I obviously I don't like dishes is what I'm getting (laughs) out of this conversation but like you know like to, Mm -hmm. to somebody else it might be like okay like what's the big deal you know but it's never it always has like an underlying cause you know it's like okay like you know it's like stress or whatever it is right and it's like even if you don't think that like that reaction is valid necessarily like have the compassion right just like the you know as partners you should have compassion for one another even if you don't understand like where the person is coming from like what's the big deal whatever right just like understanding okay this is probably coming from like a different place or something like that or you know like something else is bothering my partner or whatever it is right and of course Mm -hmm. like again like one of those fundamental kinds of things but you know it's obvious but I think it is overlooked sometimes because sometimes we're just so caught up with the reaction that we don't take the time to really like to dive into you know the the core issue or whatever the cause is right so yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. and me and Steph were talking about this earlier um I was listening to like a philosopher talk about this and he was saying that you know you should look at your partner as if they're like a child. And, you know, like, look at them as if like, they're a child throwing a tantrum. Tantrums are just cries for attention, right? So find out what the real issue is, and like what they're feeling underneath that anger, right? So, and that, that, that takes compassion. It takes compassion to be able to see through the tantrum and to be like, hey, look, like, what is really going on like let's let's get to the root of the issue that's like one way that you can look at it sometimes that like might be helpful like look look at as look at them as if they're a child because at the end of the day like we're all just children like in adult bodies so that's that's a good way to put it for sure like I think you know it's at the end of the day right everybody is responsible for their feelings and and you know like the way that they they feel that's that's your own personal responsibility but of course if you're in you know relationship and a partnership right like ideally you want to get to a place where you can support each other through that kind of stuff you know and like especially when it comes to conflict resolution like you know like you have to work on it again as a team but also you know it's it's one of those things where sometimes you just have to be like okay like I need to like you know get like myself together before we can we can talk about this you know if you do feel like it's like a tantrum type situation right like sometimes you just need to like take a little bit of space and not worry about solving it in the moment because like I'm sure you guys you know I've also heard like when people are like oh we never go to bed mad at each other or something like that right and it's like I remember reading this book and the book was talking about how that's not necessarily the best approach because sometimes you do need a little bit of time to cool off. Right. And then we prematurely, because we're scared of conflict, a lot of us, you know, it's like, we're scared that like the conflict is, you know, is going to like end the relationship or something like that. Then we prematurely want to fix and resolve the conflict. And sometimes that makes things a lot worse. Sometimes it's better just to be like, okay, let's take a little bit of time to cool off when we're both like in a cool, calm, collected space, then we'll Mm -hmm. talk about you know Mm -hmm. so I don't think there's any point in like rushing necessarily and it's like you know again like to me conflict resolution can be very peaceful very very respectful and that's exactly how it should be and you know if you feel like you need a bit of time to cool off cool off do your thing come back you know don't rush to to prematurely just make amends just to kind of like quote-unquote not be mad at each other for too long whatever that means right yeah Yeah, I agree. And like that, that kind of goes into the next one that I was going to get to, um, which Mm -hmm. is keeping the conversation calm. Because um, like, you know, if you're both just like blowing hot air, then like, it's not going to be a productive conversation. Yeah, You know, like, don't and don't let it get to that point. You know, like, if you feel like the conversation is going to like escalate, or if you feel like you're going to start to say things that you don't mean, um, you're going to start to become hostile stop yourself put a Mm -hmm. halt to the conversation you know take some time apart take some time to breathe and you know like revisit it later because like there's seriously no point in trying to like hash something out when you're both um, and you're both mad and shit yeah yeah. because like no it's just not gonna get resolved Mm -hmm. like you said it's better to just kind of take yourself out of out of the situation in moments like that because you know when people are heated you tend to say stuff that you don't really mean and Mm -hmm. yeah 
you know and that's just not gonna help anyone especially if it's like both of you now like mm-hmm. if no one's willing to listen then nothing's gonna get resolved mm-hmm. yeah, well just so think it. about you know like the difference like you know if you think back to like the first conflict that you had with your partner like it likely was pretty toned down and you know like a like there was more space for like active listening and that kind of thing and then you know usually when people are together for longer that's kind of where like the tolerance goes down so it's mm-hmm. just like mm-hmm. you know conversations mm-hmm. and conflicts get more heated but don't let that happen right like mm-hmm. solve the conflict how you would when you solve that first conflict that you had hopefully of course you know assuming that it was you know something that was easily dealt with and not like a big thing right but um you know keep keep that keep that same rhythm going there's no reason that you know if you're together for longer or whatever that like your conflicts have to get more hostile right like that's definitely not the kind of trajectory that you want to be following like just Mm -hmm. um you know again like with conflict it's it's really just working together against against the issue and it's like you know talking about the conflict also from like a we perspective okay like how are we gonna solve this you know what I mean not like okay how are you gonna fix this or whatever it is like it's these little things that we don't necessarily think about but they make a huge difference Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. just like your your perception the way you're perceiving the conflict makes a huge difference like yeah yeah like you said like taking a team approach where like both of you are fighting against the problem and not against each other because it yeah. just doesn't make sense to be fighting against each other right if you're trying to move forward with each other then mm-hmm. you know you're fighting against the issue so it's like how can you both um you know come to agreement that allows you to move forward in your relationship um yeah because you chose this person at the end of the day, yeah. right? Like, that's always, like, that's like you don't like, have to you know, be there. You don't have exactly. to stay. That's, no one's that's forcing why, you. Know, when, yeah, when people are in, you know, in situations with, like, you know, with, like, a lot of conflict in their relationships, it's, like, that is a choice at the end of the day, right? Like, if you're, if you feel like your relationship is at a point where you're just, like, fighting, 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 and, like, nothing's getting resolved, and you're not in a good place, like, you know, like, you choose this, but that's, like, the one person that, you, that you're really close with, and you get to choose them, right? Mm-hmm. So, it's, like, yeah. you know, it's, it's make a choice that makes you, makes you feel good, right? Um, okay, so, the last one, I won't, we won't really go too much into this, um, but just talking, again, about um, self-reflection and being able to take accountability, um, that is, you know, obviously very central to um, effective conflict resolution. Uh, you have mm-hmm. to be able to self-reflect. You have to be able to look at yourself um, critically and, um, you know, acknowledge the things that you need to work on. Um, yeah, and that's the thing about conflict, like going back to sort of the beginning, like our opening, you know, like conflict, you know, of course, done respectfully and calmly and all that kind of stuff is a really, really great opportunity for both like individual and, uh, and growth together, right with your partner, because it's just you learn so much like I feel like, you know, it's so easy to, um, you know, be your be your best self when everything is fine and dandy. But like, who are you when there's conflict, right? How do you deal with that conflict? And how does your partner deal with that conflict? And how do you deal with conflict together? Like, it's just, Mm -hmm. it's, it's really like a huge learning experience. And, you know, if I think if done, you know, intentionally, and again, respectfully and calmly, like, you can really learn a lot about yourself and kind of, you know, what you're like, we all have things, everybody has things that they have to work on. That's just inevitable, right? So it's a really great uh, learning experience, right? And it can be really, it can be really healing, it can be really beneficial as well. But it's just all about how you go, how you go about it. Yeah, exactly. Because like, none of us are perfect, you know, like, and it's, you know, like, you never stop learning, you know, and it's, the more you learn about yourself and your partner, you know, the better you are for it. Yeah. Yeah. I like what you said, actually, because like, that's a good point. Like your conflicts in your relationship reveals a lot about the relationship. Oh, 100%. It says a lot about the health of your relationship. Yeah. And so, you know, like that's where these red flags come in. Like when, when you're come, when you inevitably come into conflict with your partner, Mm-hmm. you know are you seeing these red flags or you know is it is it a conflict that that you can work through because yep. like like you know like when things are good they're good like like, yeah, they, like simple it's, it's really easy to be like oh yeah like our relationship is good until it comes to the conflict and then it's not okay well that mm-hmm. means your relationship is not good you know exactly. and like that was a really hard lesson for me for sure because like mm-hmm. you know in my past relationships there was like, it was really like up and down and like, 
one extreme to the other. And when it was good, it was really good. But when it was bad, it was really bad. Mm -hmm. And so, but like that, that's important. Like it shouldn't be like when you come into conflict, it shouldn't be bad. Like it shouldn't be, you know what I mean? It's like, if, if your conflict is bad, your relationship is bad because like, like that is like, you know what I mean? Like, like it's inevitable. It's reoccurring. It's something that you have to be able to like work through time and time again throughout your relationship. So it can't be like a traumatic event every time. Every time, yeah, because yeah, it's always gonna be there. Because like you can't, yep. you're not gonna be able to to really be present in the moment if you're always reacting a certain way. Whenever there's conflict, it's like mm-hmm. it's it's a never ending thing. Like mm-hmm. there's only so much you can, you know, try to do to avoid it because it's just it's a part of it's a part of it so you have to you just have to like approach it maturely and honestly and like you said like Steph said it's a partnership at least in a relationship so it takes two like just just know it's going to be present and how best to approach it exactly yeah and it doesn't like that I think that's a really good point that you guys made too you know it's like it's that's a really good way to look at it at least it's like it doesn't have to like and again I think it just comes back to sort of that like negative connotation that we put on conflict but like conflict does not have to be negative at all it doesn't have to be like one spectrum to the other like if your relationship is healthy if it's good then your conflict is also healthy and there's definitely ways to to you know to have healthy conflict and I think that's a huge indicator of you know mm-hmm. just the general health of the, the the relationship so you know conflict isn't necessarily something to be avoided right it's not something that like oh if you have conflict it's you know it's it's just it's just about how how it's dealt with and I think you know like uh from a couple's perspective as well you know when you when you have a conflict and you work through it together it really it makes you proud of your relationship it makes mm-hmm. you proud of how you deal with things together you know yeah, it's not you're not gonna and true. I think that's a huge indicator as well like how do you feel after you have conflict with your partner do you feel drained do you feel alone do you feel like mm-hmm. things are deteriorating or do you feel stronger because mm-hmm. ideally you want your conflict to get you to a place where you feel like okay we've just jumped over this hurdle like onto the next one kind of thing you know we're doing this together and you don't want to be in a place where you feel drained alone you know all these kinds of things because maybe then the conflict isn't really getting solved properly right yeah. yeah I think that's a really good way to look at it yeah um so yeah at the end of the day like you know be be aware of the red flags um be able to be able to identify them but you know also have like you also have to have that tolerance for conflict because mm-hmm. it is inevitable um and I would say you know if there's one thing that you're going to like take away from this it's that like when it comes to effective conflict resolution, we have to understand that people have an inherent need to feel understood. So mm-hmm. by helping your partner feel that insecurity, by demonstrating that you hear them and that you're listening and that you're doing your best to understand their reality, that's really important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, well, that wraps up this episode of Conflict Resolution. Um, Paul, thank you so much again for joining us today. Thank you, Paul. No worries. Always a pleasure to be here. (laughs) The pleasure is ours, my friends. We will definitely catch you on another episode for sure. Okay, thank you guys so much for listening. And we'll see you on the next episode.